0: Hi, this is Anna with Check It at the Round Table. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcast what the BL and YouTube channels, the Hand Network and the Asian Drama Club by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. And without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hi. This is Anna with Check It at the Roundtable. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL, and YouTube channels, The Hand Network, and The Asian Drama Club, by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. And without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It! at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Bad Buddy episode 9, peeps. I cannot believe it, but we only have about two, maybe three episodes left before this fantastic series ends. This episode, and also this is the second videoed episode of the Check It! Roundtable podcast, which you can watch the video on spotify i think anyway i'm looking rather Christmassy in, in a gray t-shirt yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of my festive wear it's comfy the cotton soft i mean you know if it works it works i am wearing christmas leggings does that count i don't know anyway moving on bad buddy episode eight this episode was full of unexpected surprises including Guns, how bad Y can be as a person, and him trying to redeem his loathsome self. I mean, no offense, that's kind of what this episode was all about. In the beginning, you find out that Y decided when he heard Pat and Pran talking behind stage, he turned the volume up so everyone in the auditorium could hear their conversation about them being boyfriends. Now, There was nothing inappropriate in that conversation at all, but the fact that Y decided to turn up the volume on a private conversation because he was feeling festive really just adds to his absolutely loathsome persona. I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, in previous BLs, I have seen really horrible women characters. Like... I don't use the word, but it starts with a B, that word kind of female character. In In this series, we have an absolutely loathsome guy character that's kind of the, similar to those um, female characters in like Tanhan Chanlati really comes to mind. History to right or wrong, the ex-wife of um, Shiaji, you know. Those kinds of characters that really have no redeeming quality and just keep piling dirt on themselves is what we would say where I came from. Why decides that because he's mad at Pran, he's going to embarrass him in front of everyone. I really don't know what would possess you to do this to Pran. And then later on, he has a conversation with Pran where he says, well, I'm your best friend and I would have told you if I was dating your enemy. Like he would have said if he was dating someone, if it would have caused trouble. I'm going, why? And if you truly are the best friend of someone, you're never going to do anything to make them feel bad in public. And I think this really hits home with the fact that, you know, I've been reading some of the comments that have been posted on the last episode, and everyone's saying, you know, Not only do Pat and Pran have very toxic family, but their friends, especially Y, really just takes advantage of Pran. He doesn't add anything to the friendship. He just uses Pran. And when he's tired of Pran, he decides to do something terrible to him. So, I mean, no offense, but Y, in this episode especially, I think comes out as an absolute nincompoop we're not going to use another word that i'm thinking but any word that you're thinking you could definitely add in there if you'd like but anyway so we have that scene at the play and pat and pran see everyone laughing at them maybe taking pictures of them either disliking them because they're their rival faculties and their guys and anyway it gets really really bad at school When Pat tries to go back to eat breakfast with everyone, his supposed friend won't let him sit at the table. So Pat's like, you know what? Okay, fine. You don't like me? Okay. And, you know, he looks at the other two people at the table and he's like, you know what about you two? Are you on the same boat as him? And the other two are like, I don't take sides. I'm neutral. And I'm going, there is no such thing as neutral in certain situations. If you don't take a side, you're going to be shown with the side that is not nice. And I'm like, you know, I think this intro was one of the hardest for me, mainly because I don't know why, but ever since I was a very young child, I've always had a, what would I say? When I was a kid growing up, my family would read the Bible. And I know religious or not, it's kind of interesting because the one part of the Bible that really bothered me as a child, I mean, I remember being very small and going, this is just inexcusable. But the one part that really got to me was in the Old Testament, when you would read about people who there was actually a rule that you did not lead the blind astray. And you did not move a boundary marker. So like, say you wanted to make your field bigger, you move the fence onto your neighbors. And I remember being a small child and going, there are some things that are just inconceivable to me as a person. And one of them is leading a blind person down a wrong path on purpose and moving a boundary marker. I'm like, what kind of human being are you and who are your parents? I mean, no offense, but I'm like... I remember being about five to eight years old when we hit those parts. And I was like, this is just wrong. I don't know why. And in the same way, when I'm watching the beginning of this video or episode, I was sitting there going, you know, the fact that you would have... Adults that would behave this way. I mean, I totally get that people behave this way. I totally get it. But I'm going, you know, even if you don't like Pat, even if you don't like Pran, even if your faculties hate each other, that is no excuse. And the whole point is no faculty should hate each other on the premise of they're in architecture, they're in engineering. That's why we hate each other. That's such a stupid reason. I mean, if we had a logical reason for why we dislike one another maybe we could present that and find a happy medium i don't know have a symposium something so anyway but the fact that the reason that these two faculties hate each other is simply because they've decided to hate each other there's no reason or rhyme to it and poor pat and pran are caught in the middle of this and i do like the scene how after pat kind of looks at everyone and goes you know what if you don't want me to sit on my at your table because of pran I guess that's okay. You didn't have any problem when you thought I was dating a girl from architecture, but lo and behold, because it happens to be Pran, oh boy, all the bets are off. And so he kind of walks off. Well, as he's walking off, the friend who wouldn't let him sit at the table comes over with a doggy bag of all the breakfast food and says, I'm sorry. I had to do this because the older faculty told me to, but here's your food, and you can love whoever you want. This is not about you. This is about me having to do with the older faculty did. Now, granted, I still think he's a lame person, individual, because he should be able to stand up in public and go, you know what, right is right, rain or no way, as they say in Leap here. But anyway, for a totally different reason that really is irrelevant, but the point is, is that, you know, the fact that you cannot say in public how you truly think is not a good idea. You have to be true to yourself. I mean, if you you can lie to everyone else, which isn't good anyway, but lying to yourself is like I think one of the worst forms of terribleness because, yeah, you're you're not being true to yourself. And if you can't be true to yourself, how on the world can you be true to others? So anyway, moving on here from that big digression he's looking at the doggy bags pat is and he's talking to his friend and he says you don't have a problem with it he said no i don't have a problem with it you love who you love i don't care he said you know it doesn't matter to me it's you and your life (laughs) and i do like that scene because it's like his friend despite his many failings is sitting there going you know It doesn't really matter what I think about anything. What matters is, is Pat happy with Pran? If Pat is happy with Pran, then who am I to sit there and go, oh, this is terrible. So anyway, I did like that weird scene at the beginning of this episode. But we then go to basically Pat and Pran trying to decide how are we handling this. And they decide to have Pat and Pran have Ink and Pa for dinner with um, a hot pot. And so they're sitting there chatting. And Ink is talking to Pat and Pran, and she says, well, you know, at one point, Pat, you said you liked me. And, and Pat says, I did. I did like you at one point. That was true. I did not lie. And he said, but that was not when I liked Pran here. And, and Pran says, well, Ink, if it makes you feel better, I liked you too. And she said, ah, oh, now I, I feel so much adoration. I don't know what to do. And Pran says, well, I liked you as a person and a friend, not as a romantic interest. And she says, ah, oh, Pran, now you're, now I'm, I'm crestfallen. So anyway, they're having this conversation. And I do like this conversation because you have I know a lot of people are upset with Thai BL drama. And one of the main reasons I see on the internet for the reason that people are upset with Thai BL dramas is usually they will have some kind of line in it that says, I don't like you because you're a guy. I like you because you're you. And people tend to take huge truck with this problem. And I'm not here to say that is wrong, this is right. I mean, no offense, everyone does them. But the thing I think is interesting about that, as opposed to like American BL drama, um, Taiwanese BL drama, uh, let me think here, Korean BL drama, is I do think, despite the fact that that sentence does trouble some people, that it is an interesting concept. Because It's not really about being gay, being straight, being bi. It's not about any of that. It's about do they like that individual person as a person? And I think that is kind of what sets Thai drama apart and why I do like it, because I think, you know, how do I say this? When we get into this situation where we sit there and go, I like guys, or I like girls, for those of us who are high-functioning autistic and extremely literal, we sit there and go, hmm, do you like all guys? Do you like all girls? That's that's kind of a blanket statement. I mean, if you sit there and say, I like one person. I have met that person. I have not met that person, but I know that I like one person. That makes sense. And even if she sitting there and go, I know that one person is going to be a guy. Or I know that one person is going to be a girl. Or I have no idea what that one person is going to be. But I know there's one person. I think that's a better statement in many, many ways. Because to say that you like all guys or you like all girls is kind of blanket and also seems a little lacking of care. I think that's one reason why I don't have a problem with the Thai dramas that say, you know, I don't like you because you're a guy. I like you because you're you. Because I don't think they're saying it to be a cliche. I don't think like, for example, the one that immediately comes to mind is there is a scene and I think it's episode, <sighs> I can't remember if Tanhan Chanlete had 8 or AR- 12 episodes. I'm sorry, it's been a blur. But anyway, the final episode of Tan Han Leti, I believe, or the second to the final episode, there is a scene in the hospital where Tan Han is talking to Chan Leti, and Chan Leti is talking to Tan Han and they're looking at a woman who's holding baby. And Chan Leti says, you know, none of this would be a problem if one of us were a girl. Your dad would not have a problem with us being together because we'd be able to have kids and he'd be happy because you would have an heir. And Tanhan goes, that that wouldn't solve our problem, Chanlati, because I don't like you, because if you were a girl, you wouldn't be who you are as a person. Let's just leave gender all out of it somewhat. Let's just focus on the fact that you are who you are in part because you are a guy. And so if you were not a guy, you would have had a very different life. You would have had very different experiences. And you might not be the person you are today who I like. And I don't like all guys. I like you as a person. I'm not attracted to other guys. It's not my thing. But I like you because I know you as a person. I've had childhood growing up with you. We share experiences. We're similar because of our history together. And that would have been very different if you had been of a different gender. And I think that's a very good valid point for this whole tie cliche thing that people keep bringing up and you know whether or not you know it. it's just one of those things that's like i don't have a problem with it because if you follow it down linearly i think that it does make sense i think to sit there and go i ended up with my partner because of their gender doesn't really make a lot of sense i think you end up with your partner because you know whether you're straight whether you're bi whether you're gay you end up with your partner because they're them or that should be kind of you end up with them. I don't know. I know some people don't, but I'm like, you know, I think it's because they're them. And you don't really hear of, how do I say this? Like when I was growing up, I didn't hear any of these straight couples say, well, I ended up with my partner because they too are straight. It was just not something that was brought up that way. It was like, well, we share common interests. We enjoyed reading together. We enjoyed the same hobbies, etc. We liked them because they were them. It Gender didn't even come into the conversation. And I think That's something that is kind of interesting with Thai BL drama. I think the only other show I've ever seen like that would be History 2, Right or Wrong, when Shia G is talking, which is a Taiwanese drama, of course, it's not Thai. But um, that drama, I think, is interesting because there is a conversation Shia G has with, oh, what's his name? I'm so sorry. Yeah, with Xiao Fei's mom, Zhao Fei's mom. Okay, so Xie Ji is talking to Xiao Fei's mom. And she's and she says, well, you you haven't liked guys in the past. And Xie Ji is like, no, this isn't about me um, liking guys in the past. This isn't about, you know, that kind of thing. It's about I like Xiao Fei. Xiao Fei is the person I like. That is why I'm here. That is why I'd like to build a future together because I like them as a person. So anyway, that was a big digression and I'm trying to remember names and that's not good for me because I'm terrible with names. Anyway, but I think the thing that I think is interesting about Bad Buddy is we really see none of that convo between Pat or Pran. They don't have this big life-altering moment when they sit there and tell their best friends, I like guys, what do you think? Like in A Thousand Stars. We have this moment where they... They're just, they feel like it's normal. They sit there and go, well, I like Pat. Ergo, Pat happens to be a guy. Okay, there we go. But it's not like we have those big, huge moments of realizing our preferred gender, if you will, which is kind of refreshing in many, many ways to me because I think that it's not really about that at all. It's about care and knowing you're with who you're supposed to be with. I mean, that's kind of the end of it all. But anyway, so Pat and Pran. I think the interesting thing about this episode in particular is when you think that they would break apart more because they're being lobbed. I mean, architecture is hating Pat right now. Um No, excuse me engineering is hating Pat right now. Architecture also hates Pat. So I mean, he's got it coming from both sides. For Pran, it's the same. Both faculties hate him because he happens to be dating Pat. And in the middle of all this, they're having this dinner with Ink and Pa. And at the end of the dinner, Pa goes outside with Ink and she's chatting with Ink. And she says, you know, it doesn't really make me feel weird at all that my brother's dating um pran except i feel kind of bad for pran because he could do better than my brother and paul's like uh, and um ink's like well you know i always kind of wondered if your brother would end up with pran because they kind of seem like they make a good couple and she says and the other thing is is I never saw them fight growing up as a kid. I know you saw them fight, Pop, but when they were in school together, they never fought. They always got along. So I always thought, you know, they might make a good couple. And I think it's kind of interesting that Ink gave both of them matching pea bracelets when she was giving out those craft bracelets. So I kind of think, you know, Ink... The matchmaker. Ah, oh, that's a story. But anyway, I love Ink. I don't mean to word. Ink is an amazing person. I don't know what they're going to do with her in the end, but she's awesome. I mean, I don't think you can, you can disturb awesome, but I'm sure it could be done, but I hope they don't. But anyway, it's during this time that Ink basically asks, and my tie is extremely limited, and they cut subtitles for the scene, which made a lot of us unhappy. GMMTV, if you happen to be listening to this podcast and have made it to 18 minutes and 40 seconds in please put the subtitles in to episode one and two that are missing because they're kind of crucial scenes and I don't speak that good of Thai, but I think what they are saying in this scene with my limited knowledge of Thai, is ink basically asks Paul, have you been seeing anyone? And would you consider dating me? And Paul's kind of taken aback by this. She's like, um, 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 And Ink kind of trying to make the situation more calm is like, you know what? I was just kidding. It's okay, Pa. And she kind of pats Pa on her head and waves goodbye and says, I gotta go. And I don't think Ink was kidding at all. And I think this is one of the first Thai dramas I have seen that has two girls together. I'm trying to think of another one. I know they came out with one with Perth Tanapon and some other actors from over there, I think it's called Seven, don't quote me on the name. But I have not seen that one yet, because I haven't found it on YouTube. I need to search for that one, because I usually, like the show's Perth is in. But anyway, they did come out with one earlier this year, I believe. But I haven't seen another one with two girls. And I think it's interesting, because I'm going, you know, given who Pa could date, um, Ink is really... The only one I can see being slightly okay. I mean, why wants to date her? The crazy goons at the college want to date her. And I don't mean that bad, but they really are crazy goons. I'm like, you know, do you really want to end up with those characters? I don't think so. But anyway, so Pa's a little taken aback by this information. So that's where we end the dinner scene. We then go to rugby, which pat kind of slacked off on rugby because he was working on the play which was a success and then he's trying to do rugby practice so he's practicing for rugby for playing the next game where he will be playing with y on a team and Y is being an absolute jerk as usual i mean no offense i'm going there's there's one thing that Y does well it's being an absolute jerk so why is not Y plays okay in practice Not great, but when it comes to the game, he actually refuses to pass the ball, and so his team is losing because he does not want to play with Pat. I'm like, you know, didn't we get over this when we were toddlers on being immature asses? I mean, I don't mean it weird, but by the end of this episode, I'm like, you know, why I don't care, you're just a you have no redeeming qualities. I mean, honestly, so anyway. At the end of the game, though, Y does pass the ball to Pat because another person got injured. Pat was sitting on the bench because he's like, if if Why will not pass the ball to me, we are going to lose because I'm in the game. So let me sit on the bench so Why will behave himself. Maybe we can win this game. But then another player got injured, so Pat had to go back on. And that's the situation. He makes the winning play. They win the game. There's also a very cute scene in the middle of this where Pran comes up and he's grabbing some of Pat's food and Pat says, you know, Pran, in order to make everyone happy, would you like me to post that we broke up, that I'm heartbroken and you decided to dump me because that would make you look better than me and maybe people would quit talking about us. I can do that if you want, Pat. And I can do that if you want, Pran. And he gets ready to post and they're sitting at a picnic table and Pran grabs his hand is like, no, no. And it's at that point that Pran and Pat put their hands on on the table seat and they're just holding hands, just sitting quietly. And I think that's one of the coolest moments and kind of is them as a couple in a nutshell, because... They're not really what I would call the most, um, I know they had that passionate moment on the rooftop. Okay, not going to downplay that at all because that, that was quite passionate. But I'm just saying, I think the thing that I like most about them as a couple is they don't need to be, how do you say, I teach English, but sometimes I run out of the word that I'm thinking of. Anyway, they are good just being quiet together. And I haven't seen many couples that are Usually couples are like, they have to talk about how they feel. They have to express how they feel physically. And for them, it's like, I'm sitting at the park bench. I'm holding my partner's hand. I might grab a munchie and let them have a piece of it. That's kind of their relationship. And I think there's a, there's a healthy camaraderie there. It reminds me of, I think one of the most interesting things I came across recently was I was watching Wheel of Time, which is an Amazon original series. I don't know why Amazon is so fond of intestines. I don't, I mean, okay. But anyway, that was a little weird. And intestines don't look like the battle scenes that they had them in. But anyway, okay, for those of us into anatomy and science, like that is not how an intestine really looks. And that's just weird. And I know you're trying to do that gore moment, but that's not what I'm trying to talk about here. But anyway, Wheel of Time. The Aes Sedai and her, I think they were called a warder, in that series, kind of had a similar relationship. Now, theirs was not, as far as I understand, romantic. They had been together for years. The warder basically kind of is there as a side guard for the Aes Sedai. And the thing I think is interesting about that, in in all the cases of the Aes Sedais and the warders that you see, is they have a really good understanding of one another. They can sit there and go, you need to take a break. You've been working way too hard. And they're like, why, yeah. But it's kind of like a good romantic relationship if you see, which honestly I think most of us is like maybe we see one or two in our lives. It's like, oh, those are good, happy couple. Yay, but anyway (laughs) you made it you're like the half that make it and then of those half like the 0.03% that are happy that they made it I mean yeah but I think that Aes Sedai and Warder camaraderie is kind of the reason why I like BL drama from Asia it's because a lot of times it's not really about passion or that kind of relationship I mean Granted, there is that in the relationship. But the thing that I think is interesting is you have the camaraderie. And I think one of the reasons you have that is because in BL drama, as they said in the topest thread I read once, you don't have gender wars. You don't have people thinking that one person is less valuable than another because of their gender. And as much as I would like to say that would not be the case in our modern era, I think in many ways it is. I think that a lot of times couples think that, and you know, it's, it's both sides. I think that a lot of couples, it's like, well, one is better than the other and the other is kind of subservient to the one. And there was even a comment about this here later in this episode when after the rugby practice, why gets into a fight with one of the, after the rugby game is won, Rye gets into a fight with someone and that person decides to pull a gun at them at the bar. Pat tries to defend Y to keep him safe and also to keep him from being maltreated, even though he doesn't like Y. And he ends up getting shot when he's trying to get a gun out of someone's hand. But when they're at the hospital, there's this whole conversation about who is the wife, who is the husband in Pat and Pran's relationship. And this is the one thing about Thai drama that I, really detest i mean i will say that is like the one thing that i dislike the most in thai drama i do know after reading some threads on it that in thailand for same-sex couples this is sometimes the way they refer to each other and i totally get that so if it's a cultural thing okay but for those of us who are born in western culture it doesn't make sense. I mean no offense it's like if there are two guys they're both guys they're both husbands can we just call them that or call them partners I don't know. So it's just a little strange. And I do know that there was actually a thread I read about this on I think it was oh what's their name? Book sir no. I will check and try to drop the link in the description of the audio version of this podcast when I remember to. But it's a link on one of the BL drama review websites where they basically discuss why do people in BL drama sometimes call each other husband and wife. And even in that one, they said that the thing that that most couples do not like being called that. So it's kind of a not nice thing to see that in film, which I'm not a member of that group, but I totally would understand not wanting to be called that. So anyway, and I've got to stop one recording to on my anchor okay so at the end of the day though there is an interesting scene in this episode which i have watched many many thai dramas but i have not seen one that really deals with this calling your your boyfriend wifey which just doesn't seem right i mean no offense it's just weird i mean we wouldn't have a straight couple i mean i don't mean it weird i'm like if a husband walked in that was a straight couple and called his wife wifey, she would probably punch him in a place that he would not want to be punched because most women do not like that term. I mean, there might be some that would laugh it off, but I think in the 21st century, most women would be very upset and some would resort to physical action over that term. So I think for same sex couples, it also does not make sense at all. And there was a scene in this episode where they basically sat there, and Pat and Pran have a discussion about this. And Pran says, "You know what? I don't like you calling me wifey." And he says, "What would you think if I called you wifey?" And and Pat and he's like, "I never really thought about it like that." And Pran's like, "Well, maybe you should think about this, Pat, because I think calling each other..." Boyfriends is a much better term than that. It doesn't matter how far this relationships progress. It doesn't matter what happens in the future. What matters is I don't want to be called that. And I don't think you do either. And I do like that conversation because... Whenever Pat and Pran have an argument as a couple, the thing that I think makes them interesting, it's kind of like Tudor and Fighter, where you think that they're going to be at each other's throats because they've been arguing, their families have been arguing, etc. They actually come to a good understanding of one another and resolve the problems very peacefully. They just sit there and go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But it's during this time that Pran is at the hospital that the police come and think that Pat had the weapon because his fingerprints were all over it. Well, Y goes into the CCTV cameras at the bar and he pulls out the camera video of him being threatened with the gun first before Pat was. And he sends that to Pran, who then gives it to the police. It's after this that Pran spends a while just kind of sitting there at the hospital with Pat. And as he leaves, that he is greeted by Pa and Pat's parents. I mean, it's like, it doesn't rain, it pours, I think is the phrase. And they just got done having their friends at college find out about them, which it's not that their friends at college shouldn't have known about them, but how they reacted to it was not positive. And then Pat gets shot. And then, lo and behold, Pat's parents and... Pran get to meet, and that is gonna go over really well. I mean, no offense, I don't see Pat's parents being okay with Pat having a boyfriend anyway, and then Pat having a boyfriend who is Pran is gonna go over just delightfully. But you know, I think the thing is, is Pat is kind of an amazing person because he He is able to be jovial, but yet he's very mature despite his joviality, which I think is kind of interesting. I mean, he's much more brave than Pran in many, many ways because Pran is sitting there going, oh my God, the sky could fall. We could all be dead. Our parents could hate each other. It could cause a huge rift, even bigger than it is. And Pat's like, it's okay. Let's just take this one step at a time. Let's see if we get along together. If we get along together, then let's deal with our parents as a separate issue. And I think that ability to just sit there and go, you know, we don't have to think that it's going to end an absolute failure is kind of a good quality, if you will. Now, it doesn't mean that it's always helpful because I'm going, you know, you can be optimistic until the end of all things, but if it's going to end badly, maybe it's best to be optimistic, but maybe reroute your path. I don't know. But, you know, I think Pat knows deep down inside, that no matter what he or Pran does, their parents are going to find a way to find out that their sons are a grave disappointment. It doesn't matter if Pat ended up with the girl who his parents wanted him to end up with. It doesn't matter if Pran ended up with the person that his parents wanted him to end up with. They would find something else to find dissatisfaction with because that's the nature of both their parents. And I think Pat realizes this. I think Pran is starting to realize that, you know, for Pran, it's more of a baby step thing. He has to take it very slowly, one step at a time. And I totally get Pran. I mean, if there's one person, in this whole Tybial drama that I totally get, it's like Pran. I, I'm i there with him. I'm like, I, I get your hesitancy. I get that you failed, that it could end in total obliteration. That I get. Pat, I'm sitting there going, I admire Pat, but it's a lot harder for me to understand Pat, if that makes sense. But I think that during this whole time, the thing that is quite amazing is Pat is much more mature than you think he is. And Pran, when the hardships come, he does rise to the occasion. It takes every ounce of courage he has. You can tell. But he's like, I like Pat. And if I like Pat and we are a couple, then this is what I need to do. And he's like, very logical, very linear. And I think in many ways, that's why he and Pat ended up together because they're both very logical individuals. They tend to sit there and go, you know, this is how we do X. This is how we do Y. This is how we're going to sort this out. And I'm pretty, I'm going, you know, they would have had to deal with their parents eventually anyway they might as well deal with it now they've taken care of their friends they've taken care of the university now they got the folks and it'll all work out i'm also kind of curious to see how things play out with ink because that's going to be interesting is she and pa going to end up to be a couple or is she going to remain single i mean no matter what i'm like ink is totally fabulous i mean i have to say just awesome. And I love it how she sits there and goes, You know, I always thought they might end up together because they got along really well and they just happened to be the same gender. What, what, what? The... So, anyway, but that is my review of Bad Buddy Episode 8. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna with Check It! at the Round Table. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL, and YouTube channels, The Hand Network, and the Asian Drama Club, by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons, as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support, and without further ado, here's today's podcast.